we've started to see a decline in, in some fish stocks. And on the back of this, this is, this is why, partly why we, we were asked to, to come in and intervene and, and start working in Jersey to try and restore the Jersey's waters back to what it once was. At the next state sitting, politicians will debate the three-year island plan. One of the amendments to that plan proposes the creation of a marine national park, which would offer a high level of protection to 900 square kilometres around Jersey, which equates to 30% of the island's territorial waters. This would be a significant expansion of areas already protected against such destructive practices as bottom trawling. An organisation which has been at the forefront of campaigning for such a park is the Blue Marine Foundation, a charity that works closely with the government on marine issues. We spoke to Blue's Freddie Watson about what the creation of a marine national park would mean for the island. Freddie, you're a project officer with the Blue Marine Foundation here in Jersey, um, which is an organisation that's campaigning for a marine national park around Jersey, as well as uh, marine protected areas around the British Isles and further afield. Freddie, tell me, what's, what's exactly with the, the creation of a, a marine national park around the island? What would it actually mean? So a, the marine park we're proposing is essentially one large marine protected area, which we call an MPA. And um, the, this, uh, this would seek to protect high-value ha- high habitats, which are basically essential for biodiversity, carbon sequestration, sustaining fisheries, and also the well-being of Jersey's population. And what we're looking to do is protect these habitats from development and damaging activities. And, and so what's the... You've given a high-level kind of overlook. What, what are the actual benefits of, of, of creating this, this national park around the island? So there, there would be numerous benefits, and benefits from marine protected areas around the world are... You, know, you, can, you, can find the, you can find literature on these anywhere on the web. But specifically for, for Jersey, there's a great biodiversity um, um, opportunity here. And um, the, the sensitive marine habitats that I was speaking about earlier, uh, such as seagrass, mull, kelp and shallow reefs, they all act as essential habitats for, for juvenile um, fish and shellfish species, um, as well as acting as breeding and feeding and nursery grounds for them. So the protection of these habitats would aim to improve biomass, which is fish numbers, mm. uh, and improve their biodiversity while also improving the numbers of the commercially important species that our fishermen fish for. So am I right in thinking, Jersey, actually, we, we, we start from a pretty good baseline, aren't we? Do we, do we have a, 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 a vibrant uh, and, uh, and rich marine environment around us to start with? Jersey has a great marine environment. It um, it has extensive seagrass beds. It has mild beds. We have kelp forests. We have a pod of 350 bottlenose dolphins. We have bluefin tuna coming into our waters more often. But um, I think I think more more interestingly is Jersey has always had a has historically had a um, rich waters. However, in recent years, we've started to see a decline in in some fish stocks and on the back of this this is this is why partly why we we were asked to to come in and intervene and and start working in jersey to try and restore the jersey's waters back to what it once was mm. so there are i know there are some protected areas around the island already 
um, around some of our reefs and things. How, how does this? How would the uh, the marine national park differ from what's in place now? Would it be a simple expansion of some of the protection that's already here, uh, further afield? Yep. So that's right. There's we do current Jer- the states of Jersey have done an amazing job to secure about six point five percent of Jersey's waters as marine protected areas. So there are three. One that's one that goes around our coast in a, in a clockwise fashion from from the northwest all the way along the all the way along the to the east coast and down the southeast and then across to to the St. Bernard. So that's that's one the inshore area around that. And then we have the Ekrahoes and the Minkies, and these are all protected from bottom toed fishing. And the marine park that we're proposing is simply just an expansion of this to cover thirty percent of Jersey's waters. But mm. I, th- I think ideally we're looking for about thirty six percent. Now, Blue has been, as you say, has, has been brought in as is working in partnership with the government. Just tell me a little bit about why that's the case, perhaps expanding on uh, your background and perhaps other work that you've done elsewhere, uh, which you could bring expertise and resources to assist Jersey on this journey. In the last few years, as I said earlier, when when we were when Jersey started to see a decline in some of some of some of its fish stocks, Mm. um, other organisations in Jersey and also uh, the fisheries department asked Blue Marine to help manage its waters effectively and a similar case happened in, in Lime Bay so so in Lime Bay in 2008 a uh, marine protected area was designated in 2010 it was extended in 2012 a similar sort of thing happened Blue were approached and were asked to help manage the marine protected area and they formed the, the Lime Bay Fisheries and Conservation Reserve Working Group and this was to work with fishermen and other stakeholders to help manage the marine protected area and Blue's involvement with Jer- in Jersey is is in a similar sort of fashion, basically. That's interesting. So so the island's really drawing on your expertise, having done it in places like Lime Bay on the south coast. And, and uh, I know that's not an area that you've worked in, but would it be suffice to say that um, there's been, it's been a success in Lime Bay? There's been an increase in biodiversity, in, in the quality and quantity of fishing? Yes, definitely. Lime Bay has been a huge success and... We would like to see the same excess, not just around Jersey, but a- around the whole world, ideally. We- we'd like to see low-impact f- fisheries thrive in, in unison with-, with marine conservation. It's not just... Uh, creating the, the um, Marine National Park isn't the only thing you do in the island. Tell me about some of the other work that you do here. So we, we, do, we do quite a few things. So... We've done a little bit of research and and partnered in with a little bit of research around Jersey. So we've we've helped um, we've helped with master students. Uh, we have a PhD. We're funding a PhD student for the last three years who's um, been looking into the the effects of the existing marine protected areas. Um, we engage with uh, fishermen and we're hoping to do some fisher led research in the in the next coming years. And also with the engagement with fishermen, it's just important to really communicate with them and you know, find out what their thoughts are on the current fishing industry, if there is anything we can do to help them specifically, um, and what they think can change. So it's important to maintain that relationship with them. We've also got other initiatives such as uh, such as the snorkel trail. So the snorkel trail really emulates one of our, one of our uh, interventions at Blue, which is. To, to bring people closer to the marine environment and get them more involved with, with the ocean so that, so that they can appreciate it 
and understand its importance and and why it's important to protect it and that's hopefully what the snorkel trail will will aim to do and we're hoping to release an education package as well along with the snorkel trail to try and get uh, younger school children to start to start learning about the marine environment as well a couple of years ago the Société Jersey's marine biology section and the states submitted a proposal to designate Portlet Bay as a no-take zone. So this literally means you cannot take anything from from the from the bay, not mm. even a rock, essentially. Mm. Um, and and it basically restricts all all, all types of fishing. Um, and the idea of this was to uh, monitor it over over a course of time. So I think I'm not sure how many years it will be. Maybe four or five years. And just to see what what would happen, what would the what would be the marine response after it wasn't fished, uh, after after it had minimal mm. minimal fishing and impact over over that course of time, um, and kind of seeing it as a, as a natural laboratory. Mm. Um, so a, a, a snorkel trail kind of ties in quite nicely with that, which is why we wanted to kind of do that along, alongside of the no take zone. While the no-take zone isn't art, isn't necessarily a blue thing. Um, we 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 kind of wanted to, we kind of wanted people to get involved with with the marine environment and be aware of the no-take zone as well and why it's important to understand what what the results might be of a no-take zone. Returning to the 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 the, the, um, the marine national park, people would have to to have had their head in the sand over the last year to know that there hasn't been a significant dispute. Um, with regards to fishing and particularly the relationship between the island and France. Uh, Only last year we came out of the European Union and where before I know it was a shared management agreement with the French, clearly Brexit changed the terms and we signed up to a a trade and cooperation agreement which returned Jersey or gave Jersey um, control over its territorial waters. Does, does Does... Blue's found uh, Blue's involvement and the creation of the Marine National Park, the proposed creation. Does that does it feed into that narrative in the sense that Jersey's now got control? It it, it definitely it definitely does. So prior to uh, to the new trade agreement, there was an agreement between um, between Jersey and France uh, called the Granville Bay Agreement, and that was that's an, uh, nearly about two hundred years old. So Jersey now has a once in a generation opportunity to manage its waters you know for the benefit of our future generations um so in in the previous agreement jersey it was difficult for jersey to manage it its waters solely because it had to um it had to comply with with the with the french fishing fleet as well um however with the new trade agreement jersey now has full control over how it can manage its waters so this this is an interesting opportunity um that doesn't come around very often. Is there a danger that it could irk the French or even local fishermen? Is 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 the is there a danger that that the the creation of the national park means that fishermen's lives might be under threat? I think that and any fishing restrictions within the within the marine park would need to be brought in by the states of Jersey and more and also very importantly within line with in line with the. Uh, TCA with the trade agreement. The trade agreement clearly outlines um, that this process needs to be fair to 
Jersey and France. It needs to be fair to both parties. It can't just it can't just benefit one party or the other. So it's not necessarily about the two different sides. I think protecting these important marine habitats is essential for for both parties. Basically, mm. it shouldn't necessarily be an interest of one. Mm. That's it's a good point. And 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 moving on to another government initiative. Um, how does this, uh, the, the creation of the park, and indeed the work of Blue, potentially feed in with the government's desire to achieve net zero carbon emissions by 2050, having signed up to the 2015 Paris Agreement? We're now on this roadmap, as the government calls it. Does the marine environment play a role in that? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So while, while Jersey are signed up to the Paris Agreement uh, to achieve... Uh, by 2050, uh, Jersey has committed to uh, to uh, reach carbon neutrality by 2030, uh, and that's outlined in the in the um, states in the government's new roadmap to carbon neutrality. And this uh, this this draft roadmap already mentions blue carbon habitats, and these are habitats in which uh, in the marine ecosystem. That they're in our, they're in basically the waters, and they sequester and store carbon. So, Blue are currently working with with the government to look into um, and study uh, Jersey's blue carbon habitats in order to determine Jersey's marine carbon sequestration and storage potential, um, and hopefully the outputs from this study will then feed into how Jersey will manage its blue carbon resources. And these are areas such as mull, seagrass, kelp, and even in the carbon neutrality roadmap itself, it, it says that the government would like to double the extent of Jersey's seagrass beds because the seagrass beds as well as mull and kelp are all essential in sequestering carbon. So it's therefore very important to protect these habitats from any damaging activities. So in essence, Jersey has these carbon hoovers on its doorstep, which we can utilise and expand in order to help achieve our target of of net zero emissions. Essentially, yes. Yeah, exactly. Now, going back to the the, the politics of the the Marine National Park, my understanding is that we have an amendment from Senator Farnham, uh, which is proposing the park. And my understanding is that the Minister for the Environment, Deputy Young, has accepted some of the proposal, but not all of it. Could you just explain a little bit of the background there? Yes, so he, that, that's right. He's, he has accepted part of the amendment. So, that, so there are certain parts of the amendment that we submitted um, with, with Senator Farnham. Very importantly, the... The Minister for the Environment. The Minister yeah. for the Environment has, has accepted um, to establish a network of MPAs. Marine protected areas, mm. and also to develop a marine spatial plan by 2025. However, I did read in the carbon neutrality roadmap that that's now been brought forward to 2023. Right, which is quite interesting. Uh, but that's also a great win. So we have Jersey committing to establish a network of marine protected areas, which is amazing. I think um, the other part of our amendment, which hasn't been accepted, is. Uh, is the inclusion of all marine habitats to a depth of 20 metres, these important marine habitats, which essentially cover 30% of Jersey's territorial waters. So that hasn't been accepted, but we we will still be campaigning to protect these these habitats. 
and of course anything could happen in the uh, in the chamber in in three weeks time during the debate yes Freddie, Freddie, it's really interesting. You're, you're, as I understand, you're a Jerseyman. You're working for a, uh, a marine conservation charity. Tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into this area, which I imagine for some people would be, it sounds like a dream job for anyone loving the ocean. Yes, it's definitely, definitely a dream job for me. It's, it's exactly what I wanted and I feel very lucky to, to be where I am now. So um, I'm from Jersey. I, I grew up here and I, as you know, you're, always you can always see or smell the sea at some point um so i grew up in the west west is best by the way and um yeah so i i grew up surfing i grew up uh swimming uh free diving snorkeling i, I grew up basically in in the ocean or, or on the beach um so that's kind of where the passion sort of stemmed from and i went to study oceanography in the uk and after that i'm i was a little bit lost during the um during the pandemic so I decided that I really wanted to follow my ocean my ocean roots and I saw a job pop up at Blue Marine Foundation which was way which was way out of my league um, but I applied for it for the experience of, of going through the application process and I was lucky enough to land an internship with Blue which then turned into a full-time role and that's what I'm doing now. And, and does it involve swimming with dolphins on balmy summer evenings? Unfortunately not swimming with dolphins um however you know as, as i was, as i said earlier we have done some fisher-led science with with some fishermen in jersey um so i have been out on the boat doing potting studies with some fishermen and we did see dolphins so, so that was a lovely day in the summer thanks to freddie watson for talking with me today and thank you for listening to the bailiwick podcast you can find the podcast on all the usual pod places and don't forget to like and share the music at the beginning and end of this podcast is I Shift My Weight by Luno. Tune in next week for more.